Okay, we are in Sefer Melachim Beis, Perek Beis, Pasuk Aleph, Vayihi Balos Hashem Esel Yehu B'Sa'ara HaShamayim. And Perek Beis is probably one of the most mystifying yet miraculous uh, narratives in Tanakh, and that's saying a lot. Specifically, it's a Hanavi ascending to the Shamayim in a fiery chariot. It is full of mysticism and symbolism. So to set the stage, Eliyahu knows that on this given day, he is going to be taken to the Shamayim. He doesn't know where. In other words, he knows when it's going to be, but he doesn't know where it's going to happen. So he and Elisha do a itinerary of places, Makomos, that have a certain Kedusha, that he feels that that would be the logical place. He also has the responsibility to hand the baton, as it were, over to Elisha, his very faithful disciple. And so he is trying to cram in as much as he can as they make this journey. He doesn't know that Elisha knows as well that this is the day, but Elisha does. And so let's start with the beginning and we'll take our time going through it. So, and at the time that it was to be where Eliyahu is to ascend to the Shemayim in a Bisa'ara, a fiery wind, they were in Gilgal starting their journey. We're going to come back to this. After Gilgal, Eliyahu turns to Elisha and says, Shave no po, stay here, don't accompany me. He Hashem Shlachani a Bezel, because I am going to Bezel. Vayomer Elisha, Chai Hashem, Vachai Nafshacha Ashua, to both Kodesh Baruch Hu and to you, Imazvecha, that I would leave you. Never. Vayerdu Bezel, and so they go together to Bezel. And a group comes out that we call the B'nai HaNeviyim. They really are Talmidim of Eliyahu. They do have a certain level of Nevuah. And they approach Elisha, Vayomer Elov, Hayodata ki hayom Hashem lokeach ezadomecha. Do you know that today is the day that the Kodesh Baruch Hu is taking your master? Notice Adonecha, your master, Me'al Roshecha, from you. Vayomer Gamani Yodati, yes, I know, Hechashu. Be quiet. Just be silent. And so Rashi points out from Adonecha, your um, Master, there's a degree of condescension here. In other words, they don't regard Eliyahu, I'm sorry, Elisha, on their level. Because remember, he was famed as the Meshores of Eliyahu. We don't know if he's a Navi himself. He attended him day and night, like Yahushua did in the Midbar to Moshe Rabbeinu. And so as Rashi says, below Adonainu, 
he's not our master. Why? That they were equal in prophecy to Eliyahu. It's a minority opinion because most Mepharshim agree these B'nai Hanavim had a much lesser degree of uh, prophetic ability. Uh, and he says, hey, Chashu, we're going to come back to that also. Um, so now, Elisha, now Elisha, he says to Elisha again, Stay here in Beisel. I am going on that the Kodesh Baruch Hu has sent me to Yericho. Again, Elisha says determiningly, I will not leave you by Yericho. And they come to Yericho. Same scene happens, there were these B'nei HaNeviim that were disciples of Eliyahu in every city in Israel. But the, now comes the group, Asher B'Yericho, and they say to El Elisha, Hayom Reila, Hayodata ki Hayom Hashem Lakach Ezadonecho Me'aroshecha. Do you know that today is the day Kodesh Baruch Hu is taking your master? Hayomer Gamani Yodata. Yes, I know as well. Hechashu. Again, be quiet. So what is going on here? Um, as we've said, Elio has to cram into Elisha as much as he can to ready him for his ascension to be the Navi, to succeed Eliyahu. And so he starts in Gilgal. Gilgal is a Makom Kedusha. Why? As we learn, that is the first stop B'nai Israel makes when Yoshua crosses the Yardin. You will remember that there they take 12 tablets of rock from the sea and inscribe the entire Torah on it. There is the place where they do the first Korban Pesach since Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It is the first time there is a mass circumcision since before Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And it's the place of the first Mishpan. So it has tremendous Kedusha. And if it symbolizes anything, it symbolizes the Torah, the mitzvos, the adherence to mitzvos. So Eliyahu is saying to Elisha here, if you internalize the mitzvos, the Yeros Hashem, the Torah, you have done a major part of being a Navi. And he says, no, that's not enough. They go to Beisail. Beisail, of course, is symbolic, where Yaakov has that dream when uh, he's fleeing to Lavan in Padan Aram, and he sees the Malachim ascending and descending, the Kodesh Baruch Hu speaks to him and tells him what the future will be and prophesizes to him how his children will follow after him. He even sees the son, uh, he says in wonderment, Yaakov, uh, this is the gate to heaven, and when he comes back after Lavan, he stops at Basel and does a mizbeach, um, an offering of thanks. So we see that Basel represents um, Nabiya's prophecy. It was there that they prophesied. So then again, if you combine the Torah and Mitzvahs of Gilgal and internalize with it the um, degree of Kedusha and prophecy that exists 
in Beitel, you've, you've done it, you've internalized it, you can go now. No, says Elisha, I will not go. And they go on to Yericho. We know Yericho, if anything, symbolizes the miraculous, the Nisan. We saw how B'nai Israel conquers Yericho in a manner that could no way be interpreted as Teva, as a natural occurrence. Kaddish Baruch wants it understood it's all Nisan. The way they encircle Yericho, the way they blow the shofars, the way the walls just collapse. They conquer Yericho without a shot being fired. It is pure Nisan. So now Eliyahu is saying, you've internalized the mitzvot in the Torah at Gilgal. Hopefully you've internalized the nevuos at Beisail. Now that you've got in Yericho the niflos and the nisim of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, you are ready. So stay here in Yericho. Um, and no, he's going on. Let's take Hechashu. Twice he says to the um, Bnei Hanavim, quiet, don't say it. We assume that they've said this, that today's the day he will ascend to heaven out of Eliyahu's earshot. And so what he's telling them is two Mephoshim for Yechashu. One is that he's telling them quiet because one never gives up, one never gives up hope on a person that he is going to, that he may be sick or he may be dying or he may be designated for, for death, you still pray, you still hope against hope. The other parish says 180 degrees opposite, says that there's time where you have to let it go. You see what is intended, what is predestined, and so by Yechashu, keep quiet, Trilos are not relevant here, as it were. And so now they proceed. Again, he says, I am going across the Jordan. And he says again, I will not leave you. And they're going together. They walk with them. But they do not go up to the bank of the Yardin. Just Elisha and Eliyahu. And the Mephoshim say that it is this point that he has established himself as a co-equal, as it were, as it would be level of Nebuah of Eliyahu. And they are beginning to lose their prophecy, their ability to prophecy. So the two have walked together, they go to the Yardin. Now, why would Eliyahu be going to the Yardin, presumably to be taken up to the Shamayim in the Sa'ara? Why the east bank of the Yardin? And if you think about it, it does make sense. Remember, Eliyahu is Tishbi Ve'yohagiladi. Eliyahu Gilad is on the east bank of the Yardin. Perhaps he's returning to his ancestral home to be taken to the Shemayim. Remember too, Moshe, and there are a lot of similarities as we're going to see between here and Moshe. Moshe was taken at the Yardin uh, on the east, the bank was where he was in fact uh, died. And so it goes onward, they get to the banks of the Jordan, and what Eliyahu does, 
He takes his cable. He wraps it up. He hits the yardane. It divides right and left. And they both pass on to dry land. And now, and, and interestingly, there's enough space for both of them, which shows that it's predestined that Elisha goes with him. And as they are walking, they are speaking, of course, as we're going to see in Torah. By Yehika Abram, as they cross the Jordan, really, Yolomar Elisha. And now he turns to Elisha. And he says, Sha'al ma aselacha b'terem elkach me'imach. Tell me what I can do for you, or ask of me what you will, um, before I am taken uh, from you. And what he answers, a very strange answer, and of course this is reminiscent, again, of Moshe asking Yoshua, before I go, is there anything you want to ask of me? Halachos, uh, psak, and he answers Yoshua, and to much criticism, he says, to Rebbe, you know better than anybody, I've never left your side in 40 years, we've written it, you've written it in the Torah itself. Of course I know everything you've told me. And of course, at that moment, the Medrash tells us he loses and forgets 300 halachos that he has to relearn completely. Uh, and B'nai Yisrael is very angry at him. So he answered that way. Elisha says, no. Vayihina pishnayim beruchacha elai. A very strange request. I wish to portions of your spirit on me. What is he saying? I want twice of what you have. A very imposing request. What you've asked is very difficult. Note, he doesn't say impossible, difficult. In however, if you see me, you see me at the moment I am taken from you. It shall be thus for you. And if not, it is not to be. So now what is he really asking for? And what is Eliyahu's response? He is asking that he reaches a status of Nevius that is not, that not only equal, but even would exceed Eliyahu. Interestingly, we know, for example, one of the great miracles that Elio does, Tchias HaMesim, the first time in Torah that there is a Tchias HaMesim. Interestingly, Elisha, as we're going to see in Yerush Hashem, does two of them, two Tchias HaMesim. We also know Elio does eight Nisim. Uh, five are sort of private, Hashem sending the ravens to feed him is one while he's hiding. The woman of Ritzvah and the oil and flour that never disappears, it always replaces itself. Three, the revival of the woman's son. Uh, four, where he's given a supply of water before setting out on a 40-day sojourn across the Midbar. Uh, and that lasts him miraculously for 40 days. And um, living without the water for 40 days. We know as a public miracle, he decrees the end of the drought after three years by his command. 
We know the great confrontation on Har Carmel with the Nebiye uh, Abal, where the fire descends. And we just learned in the last parrot those three um, delegations or legions of 50 that Amatyahu sends to bring him back, and the fire consumes. So we see that he did publicly and privately eight Nisim, and miraculously, Elisha is going to do 16. So he gets that, and why does he get it? He gets it, as Eliyahu says, if you can see me ascending, you see the whole thing as I ascend, it is an extra prophecy, it is an extra degree of Nevius that I will have from the experience, and I will communicate to you who sees it. If you don't see it, you will not get it. So now they have crossed the Yardane, there is nothing left to happen and between them but the actual miracle of the Merkava, the fiery chariot that takes Eliyahu to the heavens, 8.45 a.m. Mirtam Shem tomorrow.